This is Smokin' Dave, and you're listening to a man who is sick and tired of the band Weezer stealing songs from the band Toto. It's the Kevin Friedman Show. Hey now, it's Friday, June 1st, and another SportsGossip.com podcast is on the air. I'm your host, Kevin Friedman, along with my announcer, Smokin' Dave, and together we will bring you 10 of the hottest stories off the SportsGossip.com website. Give us that first story. The Warriors win Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Game 1 is in the books, and J.R. Smith is a big-time moron. In a tie game with four seconds left, George Hill was at the line. He's an 80% free throw shooter, and he choked. But his teammate J.R. Smith gets the rebound, and the dummy thinks they're winning by one, so he dribbles out the clock, and LeBron was wide open. If you're a Cavs fan, there's just no forgiving this. J.R. Smith has a history of making bonehead plays, and this one's going right to the top of the list. This might be one of the biggest bonehead plays in basketball history, right there with Chris Webber's timeout. The Cavs had a legitimate chance to steal Game 1 in Golden State and make this a series, and they choked. LeBron's teammates let him down again. LeBron was dominant with 51 points, which is the fifth most in NBA Finals history, and he put his team in a position to win that game. Another huge call in the game was with 30 seconds left when LeBron stood up and took a charge against Durant, which they called a charge, and then reversed. Now, I understand the refs are allowed to look at the replay, but I thought it was just to see if he was inside or outside the circle, and he was outside. And if you watch the replay, LeBron was still. It was a charge. The Cavs got screwed, and then J.R. Smith screwed him again. This was a great game. The Warriors did not play well, and the Cavs did. Yet Golden State still managed to win, and now I don't see any way this series can go past five games. But what I do know is J.R. Smith owes his teammates and the city of Cleveland big time, and there's only one way he can redeem himself, And that's to play lights out the rest of this series. Oh, and at the end of this game, Steph Curry and LeBron got into it. We're talking trash to each other. And while Curry is amazing, probably the greatest shooter in NBA history, he doesn't have the right to talk trash to LeBron. Without Durant and Klay Thompson, there's no way he could beat LeBron. And for him to start talking trash to a guy who just put up 51 against him is a little ridiculous in my eyes. And lastly, LeBron James, what the hell were you wearing before the game? The guy was in a really nice suit. Except he wasn't wearing suit pants. He was wearing suit shorts with high black socks. Maybe the worst look I've ever seen on an NBA player. And I've seen Westbrook and Harden dress. LeBron, please don't ever wear that outfit again. That is the worst look I've ever seen. And that's my NBA Finals Game 1 recap. Game 2 is Sunday night in Golden State. Dave, what's next? Goalie Braden Holtby single-handedly won Game 2 for the Caps. The Caps tied up the Stanley Cup Finals at a game apiece with a 3-2 win in Game 2. And a major reason they got the win was their goalie, Braden Holby. He made an unbelievable stick save with under two minutes to go on a play that would have surely tied the game 98% of the time. But Holby came up clutch as Alex Ovechkin scored a goal and the Caps even the series. Now everyone's talking about Vegas' pregame show and saying how much they love it. But personally, I think it's terrible. I mean, I understand it's Vegas and they're trying to put on a Vegas-style show. But to me, it was just corny. And they did the same thing in Game 2 
that they did in game one. I mean, change it up a little. The only difference is they threw in Imagine Dragons, which is a shitty band in the first place. They should have picked a way better band. I understand they're from Vegas, but the song they played sucked, and I don't see how it could have pumped up that crowd. If you ask me, they should have brought in the band Survivor to play Eye of the Tiger and really pump up the crowd. Imagine Dragons to me sounds like a knockoff of Coldplay, who's a knockoff of U2. It's not the type of music that really pumps up a crowd. So Vegas, when we come back for Game 5, I expect something better. Get rid of Imagine Dragons and bring in an actual good band that's going to pump up this crowd. I see we have a caller on the line who wants to discuss this. Oh, it's everybody's favorite Russian, Ivan Babushka. Ivan, what's up? Nosh, Kevin. I'm in 100% agreement that Imagine Dragons is terrible band. Once again... You make excellent point. Hey, Babushka, everything Kevin says you agree with. Why don't you get your own opinion? You son of a bitch, Dave. I agree with Kevin because his opinions are excellent. That is why he is number one podcaster yeah, Dave, what's your problem? Ivan obviously recognizes my genius, and who are you to question him about it? Ivan, as always, thank you for the call. Dave, what's next? Chloe Ture and Kina Tavarazzi attended Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, these two girls should have been the pregame show in Vegas before Game 2. Chloe Ture, who's a personal friend of the website and a Playboy model, brought her hot friend who could also be a Playboy model if you ask me, Kina Tavarazzi, to Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and they looked fantastic. You can go to sportsgossip.com to check out pictures of them at the game and a video of them at the game. Unfortunately for them, their home team lost, but it guarantees a Game 5, which will be back in Vegas, and that guarantees us more photos of them at the game. So that's a good thing. If she's a close personal friend of the website... Why don't we get a double date with them? Well, Dave, I'm highly doubting they're into 96-year-old chain-smoking perverts like you, but I'd be happy to take them out. Now give us that next story. Major League Baseball on its way towards an automated strike zone? MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred met with the media on Wednesday, and one of the topics discussed was an automated strike zone in the future. And surprisingly, he said the league is already working on it and is close to perfecting the technology. They're using a pitch tracking system called PitchFX. And if you ask me, I think it's a great idea. In this day and age, you don't need umpires when you have the technology to make it fair on both sides. Is it going to put umpires out of a job? Some of them, yes. I mean, you're still going to need an umpire on the field, but you're not going to need four. I hope baseball implements this rule ASAP within the next few years. And then their next move should be to figure out a way to speed up the game. Batters and pitchers spend way too much time dicking around in between pitches, and it turns what should be a two-hour game into a three-hour game, and I'm sick of it. There should be a time limit in between pitches, but I'm glad the MLB is considering the automated strike zone. It's something I never thought they would consider, and I was surprised to hear they are. I think it's a great idea. All right, before we go to our next story, I see we have Fran Dito back on the line. If you remember, he called in last week. He is Tom Brady's personal stylist. What's up, Fran Dito? Well, Kevin, not only am I Tom Brady's personal stylist, I'm also LeBron James' personal stylist, and I'm not happy with what you said about his outfit. I dressed him in that outfit, 
and a half black socks, he looked gorgeous. Yeah, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, Frandito. By the way you dress Tom Brady, I'm not surprised you dressed LeBron tonight. Oh, Kevin Friedman, you have no style at all. I gotta go. Toodaloo. All right, that was Frandito, personal stylist to the stars. Dave, what's next? Demarius Randall offers to buy anyone who retweets him a Cavs jersey if they win the NBA Finals. The new Brown safety went on Twitter and promised a jersey to anybody who retweeted his tweet if the Cavs won the NBA Finals. He said he was expecting about 100 retweets, and currently it's over a million. Luckily, he doesn't have to worry because the Cavs have no shot, but if by some miracle they pull it off, he's going to need about 80 million bucks to cover his promise. He also didn't specify what kind of jersey he was going to buy. I retweeted him and told him I wanted an MJ Mitchell and Ness classic throwback. Retail price, 300 bucks, and I'm going to hold him to his promise. I sent out a similar tweet, although I promised not to buy them a jersey, but to send them a picture of my immaculate butt cheeks if they retweeted me. Oh yeah, how many retweets do you have? Currently, I have one. And if you want to retweet me, you can follow me at RealSmokingDave. All right, that's five stories down. We got five to go. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Hello, it's a big dog, and I have a new items for sale. I have a Chinese jockstrap, one garbage bag filled with used underwear, and one wax figure of Louis Anderson naked. You contact me, I give you a good deal. I'm at bigdong at yahoo.com. Thank you. And we're back. Dave, I see you typing away over there. Let me guess, you're buying the Louis Anderson naked statue. Anderson fan. I'm inquiring about the Chinese jockstrap. What's a Chinese jockstrap? What do you think? It's a jockstrap for guys with small wings. I gotta protect my two inches. As usual, I'm sorry I asked. Now give us that next story. LeBron James calls out Cavs for trading Kyrie Irving. The 33-year-old James sat down with the media before the NBA Finals, and one of the topics discussed was the Kyrie Irving trade. Now, I just assumed LeBron was consulted about this trade by the GM and the owner, and I'm pretty shocked to hear that he wasn't. I mean, the rumor was that LeBron and Kyrie did not get along, and I just had to assume LeBron was the reason he got traded. Now LeBron's saying he knew nothing about it, and is making it sound like he wishes he was still on the team. So Cavs fans, when LeBron leaves, which he's going to, you can just add this to the list of moronic things the Cavs ownership have done to drive him away. I mean, if you really traded Kyrie Irving without consulting LeBron, that's insane. LeBron is the franchise. He should be consulted about everything. Not just personnel moves, but everything. If they're going to change the popcorn in the concession stands, they should ask LeBron first. Dan Gilbert is a moron, a terrible owner, and that's the reason LeBron is leaving after they lose to Golden State in the finals. Dave, what's next? Reggie Bush's wife, Lilith, called out for having a fake ass. Bush posted a video of his wife running on a treadmill on Instagram, and the comment section went crazy accusing her of having a fake ass. Bush followed up with his own comments defending his wife and saying her ass is real. You can go to sportsgossip.com to check out the video and the exchange on Instagram. Personally, I don't know why a girl would want to get a fake ass. I mean, as far as I thought, girls wanted to have small asses, not make them bigger. 
If you want a big ass, just eat McDonald's every day. You'll get a big ass, trust me. I've been contacted by a lot of surgeons who want to do a mold of my butt cheeks so they can make their clients' butts look like mine. And I shoot them down every time. My butt cheeks are one of a kind and they're staying that way. Yeah, well, as interesting as that sounds, we have a special guest on the line. It's Reggie Bush's wife, Lolita. Lolita, you there? This is Lolita, and I'm calling to say that my ass is 100% real. Dave, you're going to have to do a better job of screening these callers. I'm pretty sure that's not Reggie Bush's wife, Lolita. You're crazy. She sounded smoking hot. What's next? The Seahawks signed Brandon Marshall to a one-year deal. The 34-year-old receiver signed a one-year deal with the Seahawks on Tuesday. Marshall is coming off a season in which he played just five games and caught 18 passes before a season-ending ankle injury. Marshall had surgery to fix that and surgery to fix an injured toe. And while he says he's not in football shape, he will be 100% healthy when the season starts. If you ask me, this is a good gamble by Seattle. If he doesn't make the team, they only have to pay him $90,000, which was his signing bonus. If he makes the team and fills out all his incentives, they're only paying him $2 million. And this is a guy who was very productive and one of the top receivers in football just two years ago. He dominated in Chicago. He was fantastic for the Jets. And if he still has gas in the tank at 34, Seattle's the perfect team to play with. He's a big target for Russell Wilson. He seems focused on football, saying he's no longer going to do inside the NFL. And I'm sure he wants to finish his career strong. So I think Seattle could win this gamble. And like I said, worst case, they lose 90000 bucks. You can go to sportsgossip.com to look at pictures of Marshall in his new Seahawks jersey, which he posted on Instagram. Dave, what's next? Air Jordan Trainer STG Golf Shoe. Nike is releasing the new Air Jordan Golf Shoe on June 4th. And you can go to sportsgossip.com to check out pictures of these shoes. Personally, I have no clue why there is such a thing as golf shoes. I mean, you don't run around in golf. I mean, they have spikes on the bottom. I don't play golf, but I know you don't need spikes on your shoes to golf. And anyone who tells me you do is crazy. I mean, you're golfing. If these were softball or soccer or football cleats, I'd understand. But golf cleats? Come on. Speaking of softball cleats, I play a ton of softball. And I've always hated the cleats because they're uncomfortable and tight. So I took a pair of my old Jordans, sent them into a company called Custom Cleats, and for under 40 bucks, they put cleats on them for me and sent them back to me. And I've been using them for about four years. They're the greatest softball shoes I've ever owned, and I wanted to plug Custom Cleats. So if you want Custom Cleats... Go to their website, check them out. Pretty sure it's customcleats.com. I'll post a picture of my cleats on my Twitter, just so you can see what I'm talking about. Now, Dave, give us that final story. Bill Belichick eats Chick-fil-A like the rest of us. I don't know what they mean by the rest of us. I don't eat a Chick-fil-A, but Bill Belichick does, and you can go to sportsgossip.com to watch a video of him at a drive-thru placing an order. Now, I said this about Masters winner Patrick Reed. And I'll say it about Belichick. Both of you need a chicken upgrade. Two words. Brown's chicken. Dave, close this show out in style with the theme. Brown's chicken, it tastes better. And that'll wrap it up for another SportsGossip.com podcast. 
I want to thank my announcer, Smokin' Dave. I want to thank everyone who called in. And of course, I want to thank you for listening. As always, for these stories and more, you can go to sportsgossip.com. Our next podcast is Tuesday. And until then, we'll see you next time.